0: Bills 28, New York Giants 14, welcome to Talking Giants, I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Danny King, Danny you were at the game today, a rough game and we're going to get the elephant out of the room first but first Danny how you doing and kind of give us a little insight into how the stadium was and then we'll, we'll get rolling from there.
1: Uh, I mean, I I would be lying if I'm saying I'm doing good because it was it was just a bad game all around. Uh, I'll give you the insight to say when I first got in there, I'm I'm not gonna do like a play by play, but one, oh my lord, it wasn't hot. In East Ruffinford today, I felt bad for the players out there, and I got a nasty slumber But I mean, the atmosphere for the stadium that first, the first two drives it was rock as it was rock in that stadium, and then after that, it just died off. Like people were like on their phones. People knew what was coming. They weren't. We weren't standing up on third downs because we knew our defense wasn't gonna get the stops. That punt play in which we pinned them at the one that brought the stadium back alive, but then the Bills drove ninety nine yards, and that just sucked the energy out of the stadium. It was. We, it was the energy was there, but then once everything stopped, the, like the offense stopped getting plays, the defense was just letting them touchdowns. The energy was just sucked out of the arena. It was, and, but Buffalo fans were there in full force. There was a Bills fans giving one Giants fan a finger. I thought I was going to see a fight, that didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, Giants fans were annoyed, and uh, people were. Everyone knew they're like, we all expected so much from this team. Well, no, everyone's like, what did we expect from this team? And they're right. But yeah, energy in the stadium was good, but then it just completely died off. And then it was just Bills fans watching those final five minutes as MedLife Stadium was basically cleared out by that point.
0: Last week was frustrating. This week was just downright depressing because the Buffalo Bills, I don't think, are a very good football team. I think they're good enough, but they're—I don't think—they're a very good football team. And we surely aren't. The Giants are not a good football team. This game was just bad all around, and. You know what's crazy is it was a two-score game for the most of the game, and you just kind of knew. And I'm I'm probably one of the most hopeful, optimistic people there is, but you just knew there's we're not doing this. We're not this is not going to happen. Gave a little life at the end after the TJ Jones touchdown, but you kind of just knew this wasn't going to happen. And Danny, it's time to have the talk, the Eli Manning Daniel Jones talk. And I made this decision beforehand because I didn't want it to be a motion to base. But it's time to start Daniel Jones. What do, we ha- what do we have to lose at this point? There's no point to, to bring out Eli Manning. One, Eli Manning did not play good. He was 26 of 45, which is 58%, 250 yards, and one touchdown and two interceptions. And P.S., this isn't like an Eli bashing, but all the people who are like, why, don't, why does he dink and dunk when they're down? Look what happened when he throws the ball deep. You get an interception. That's what happens. Um, but if you're fine with that, that I, get, I get there's two points to that. Like, go get, give your guy a chance. But Eli didn't play well. There were inaccurate balls. I mean, he started off one for seven. And, you know, obviously not every incompletion was like, oh, my gosh, Eli Manning. But he didn't play well. He had some good spurts, but he didn't play well. Teams, teams are going to continue to force us to dink and dunk with Eli because they know that Eli cannot get outside the pocket. And there's just things that Eli can't do. I mean, the ball looked wobbly coming out of Eli's hand. He just didn't play well. And Daniel Jones, it's time for him to come in. We're 0-2. This is not a good football team. We need to give Daniel Jones the reps. Daniel Jones needs to come in and learn. And you know what? It would give a spark to this team. And, you know, and this offense is kind of built for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones can get outside the pocket. That's why teams can run this soft zone on us all day. And, and, and you know, kind of, and, and try and play the run. It's because we got a guy who can't, he can't get out of the pocket. And I'm not expecting Eli to be that because I, I, you can be extremely successful from the pocket. But at this point with this team, it can't happen from just staying in the pocket all day. We need a, a guy in Daniel Jones who can be a threat in the read option, who can get outside the pocket and make plays. And when they drop back, Superback can, can take off and run for eight, 8 to 15 yards. It's time for Daniel Jones to play. We were 3 of 12 on third down. Last week, we were two of, an, of, of 2 of 12 on third down. That's a combined 5 of 24. That's basically 20% for all, all you math nerds out there. It's just time. Why, the, give me one good reason why Eli should play now. And this, and this isn't even like a, Eli bashing. But with the, with the way this team is, what could be a good reason for Eli Mann to continue playing? There's none. We need to move ahead with Daniel Jones. Let him go out there and learn. Learn through some struggles. You're telling me that Jones can't think and dunk? I'm telling you, man, it's time for Jones. Yes, he's gonna—he probably make a few more mistakes than Eli would, but he's gonna have to do that eventually. Why not get it out of—why not get it out of the way this season? And then next season, we see what happens. Because you know what, the O-line is good. Saquon is good, and you should be able—I don't care how many wide receivers are hurt. With a good O-line and Saquon Barkley, we should be able to score points, and we can't. We just can't. We can can score on the first drive where we literally didn't pass at one time, but after that, we just can't score points. And I understand that wide receivers are down, but when you have an O-line like we do now, which is amazing to say, and Saquon Barkley, we should be able to score points. Danny, it's time for Danny.
1: I... And I have to look at the tape to see that, because like, when you're at the game, it's hard to tell how bad Eli is, like with some of his throws, but you could tell, Eli, I, I looking at the sideline, they just don't have the energy, the Bills sideline, they had the energy, they were laughing, having a good time, look over the Giants sideline, they're just moping around, and as you said, three for 12 on third downs, that's just disgusting, this team cannot convert on third downs, and so, yeah, to that water receiver point, some people may use that as as an excuse, but like, are, we had decent wide receivers out there. Benny Fowler, him and Eli have the connection. Cody Latimer, he was a little bit off, but still, Cody Latimer is a good receiver. Russell Shepard, he's been in this league for years, and him and Eli have that chemistry. It's, we're in week three, and pretty much our season's on the line against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: And Danny, to the wide receiver point, and I was a proponent of the Odell trade. I liked it, and I still do like it. But we said wide receivers aren't that important. O-line and a running game is and a QB. So we got all that. It's time for Daniel Jones because this is this just isn't going to happen with Eli Manning this year. And I, I, like I said, this isn't bashing Eli. Eli didn't play good today, but I'm not out here bashing Eli. It's just time for Daniel Jones, even if he's worse than Eli. It's time to get the kid out there to learn how to play this game because you know what? He is the future and, it's, and, and the future needs to be now.
1: No, oh, yeah, 100 percent. As I said, our season's on the line right here. Like me and I met up with Justin Panic at the game, the host of the Bleeding Blue Podcast. We were talking about it. Like if you go in two, your chance to make it the playoff drops it to the teens. If you go in free, your your playoff chances are basically zero. Are the Giants gonna make the playoffs this year? Most likely not. But still, we're fans. We wanna hope this. And we it's reached desperation point. The team like last year when we were 0 2, the team knew they were new and they, they didn't they didn't have the panic card. But in, in that locker room, the players knew that it's getting the 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 cards out. They need to win. And as you said, this offense needs to find some life. And we were talking about before we recorded, this offense is made for Daniel Jones. It's just not made for Eli. Eli, if, if this was a Bill Belichick type offense, then it would work for Eli. But it's a patch offense, and he needs a young quarterback. Look what it did to Case Keenum. It, it made Case Keenum look like a all-star player when he was with him. I'm with you. The time I love Eli. We all love Eli. If you say you hate Eli, you're you're lying to yourself. He brought you so many good memories, but the time has come. I I, I want to win football games. I'm tired of it's only two games, but I could tell on on this season we could be doing a lot of these if Eli stays in. I want to have a happy Sunday every once in a while. I want to have some happy Monday nights. We need Daniel Jones in. I we we said we I like we like to see our rookies make mistakes because they're learning. I'm tired of seeing Eli make mistakes that he should not be making at this point in his career. Yes, mistakes happen, but still, I want Daniel Jones in. He's the future of this team. Let him and Pat Shermer start to develop that chemistry. Let's get winning ways back to Giants football, and let's just have fun on Sundays. We're missing the fun, and this team just needs something, and Daniel Jones, I believe, is that something.
0: Yeah, and like I said, this isn't blaming Eli, because I know people are going to come and say, well, the defense, the defense— I understand the defense is bad. So, like, so what's the point then? What's the point of keeping Eli out there if we have a defense that can't win games? Let Daniel Jones go out there, learn, make mistakes, make plays, let us get excited. It's just there's, there's no point to keep Eli out there. He's at 500 for his career now. Why continue this? I just, I just, I, just, I don't think there's one good reason to keep Eli Manning out there unless you really think this team can turn around and make it to the playoffs with Eli Manning, which like, and like you, like, you know, people can criticize this of being too positive sometimes, but it's just not going to happen this way. And I do expect the defense to get better. And there were some better things in the second half. And we'll, we'll definitely go in depth on, on them, but it's just time. I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again because I am. And I think we should get on to the rest of the offense and, and you know, how the game played out, but it's time for Daniel Jones. Let him go out there, make plays, make mistakes. It's time. Uh, Eli, it's been a it's been a great 15 years, man. I appreciate every moment. It's and and if when if and when they come out that press conference saying we're gonna start Daniel Jones, it's gonna be extremely sad. It's gonna suck. It's gonna it's gonna feel like ripping a band-aid off, man. You'll you'll spend the whole day remembering Eli moments, going on YouTube and watching moments of Eli, um, the Super Bowls, uh, when he you know did this did that but so it, all things have to come to an end and Eli Manning it has it has to end Daniel Jones has to start Daniel Jones there's no reason to wait another week for me
1: but that's the thing though i was ta- I, I was talking to David Powers, the other host at Bleeding Blue there's the Giants are going to start Eli this week. There's no way they don't. And I said they give Eli three weeks. This is his time. If he if they, if they lose, Daniel Jones is in. But I'm a few. It's going to be a sad day when Eli it is his time. Like we all, Eli is such a character of the Giants. He brought us so many good memories. Yeah, it's going to suck to see him sit down. But we we have to accept that it's this is the reality of the NFL. Players come and go, and we have to prepare for Daniel Jones to come in, because he's the future. We we fully believe he's the future. Many people believe this guy can go out there and lead us back to the promised land. But what good is it doing to just keep him on the sideline? Like, we have Eli and Daniel Jones. Have Eli mentor Daniel Jones while in games. I know Eli doesn't want to be sitting down. I know he doesn't want to be mentoring Daniel Jones. He wants to be out there playing football. But Eli knows time's coming to an end. And I'm um, yeah, unless we can make the play with Eli, then... Sure, but for two games, we're not making the playoffs with Eli. Just put Daniel Jones. We're in. not,
0: and that's the thing. Is like, yeah, okay, maybe we could go out and beat the Bucks, but yeah. who cares? The Bucks suck. Who like? Who cares if we go beat the Bucks? Really? Then we got another week of this, and then we can you know lose a, like even if we're two and two, like it's just no point at this at this point. And, and also- sat, Daniel Jones has sat and learned. It's time. To let him, to let you know, to let him go,
1: and also the that Redskins game, that, that Redskins game is huge because as long as we beat the Bucks, we have to beat the Redskins to get uh, at least a win in the division. And but the question but is, let's like do that
0: with Daniel Jones, though. yeah, I believe in Daniel, like, and I, I've probably been the biggest supporter of Daniel Jones, advocating for him. I believe that I don't think he's going to go out there and suck. I think he's actually going to go out there and be and be pretty dang good. He's got Saquon Barkley and his really good offensive line and some wide receivers who aren't great but can make plays. I think Daniel Jones will go out there and sling it and play good and, and tell teams, no more cover two. No more cover two for you because Daniel Jones is here to beat that. He's, if you want to you sit back all day, I'll move outside the pocket and we'll start making plays. And you want to the- do this? You want to have a defensive end crashing? Guess what? I'm holding it. We're running read option. I'm going 15 yards. You're going to have to respect a whole different offense. No more cover two. No more of these defenses that just shut down Eli Manning. And I, I guess what this kind of is bashing Eli. Not bashing Eli, but there's, Eli has limitations. He's not the QB he was before. It's time. It's time for Daniel Jones. We have, we have the O-line in front of him. We have Saquon. It's time to go. It's go time. Let's, and you know what? Maybe this team can't make the playoffs, but let's do it with Daniel Jones. Let's see what we got with Daniel Jones. Let's get a spark with Daniel Jones because zero two isn't isn't like a a death sentence. But let's do it with Daniel Jones. I, I'm ready to go. I I know we're spending way too much time on this, but I'm ready to go.
1: My final thing I'm going to say about this: Golden Tate's back in two weeks. Sterling Shepard he he could be back this week. The weapons are coming back. Get Daniel Jones in there. I we all believe he can do it. Uh, so I, I said my piece on Daniel Jones. I don't expect him to start against Tampa Bay, but get him in there. It, it's it's time. We have to accept reality. Father time has reached Eli, and now it's Daniel Jones' turn to lead us back to the promised land. Because as you said, 0-2 is not a death sentence, but 0-3, that's a death sentence.
0: Not for the Texans, though. Um... We're, the,
1: we're the Giants.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, fair. that's very true. All right, uh think we kind of talked about the rest of the offense let's talk let's talk, okay let's talk a little bit about the game this game was winnable the rosas rosas missed kick screwed us the tipped interception and the two minute drive screwed us the drop before that from benny fowler screwed us we had a lot of plays that were right there and if you know what if we get two field goals on those two drives rosas makes it and we kick a field goal on that on that drive where there's an interception we're in the game at the very end and those are the kind of things that screw teams and those Things screwed us today. I think the water tears actually played pretty well overall. Um, Cody Latimer, the concussion sucks, but it is you know it's it's rough. I thought he played a pretty dang good game. He came out and played tough, you know, coming off an injury. The O line is good, man, and I know we talked about that all with the QB thing, but this O line is really good. If you're the biggest Dave Gettleman hater out there, you can at least say hey, we have an offensive line that is really good. And Soldier had some mistakes. And then, you know, obviously there's – you're not going to have a perfect game. But, you know, we gave Saquon the ball 18 times for 107 carries. And in a game when you're losing the whole game, that's completely reasonable. That's a lot different than 11 carries. He ran the ball really well. He took – you know, he took some hits. Um, so, like, there's, there is bright spots, um, which, you know, there won't be very many when we talk about the defense. But there is bright spots on offense. We were able to move the ball um, – but nonetheless we get we get screwed by mistakes we uh we don't finish in the red zone and we lose this game and so the offense didn't play well although there is a few bright spots
1: when the defense came out in the second half and actually got stops the offense couldn't move it took them about the whole third quarter i think actually no, they didn't even score they scored 7 points off multiple defensive stops. It was it was so annoying when the defense actually got good and then the offense just couldn't do anything. On the Rosas field goal. I mean, yeah, it, I mean from my angle I thought he made it at first. I was like, "Yeah, it's good." But then I see it's like the officials are waving it off. I'm like, "Wait." But no. I mean, Rosas, he's gonna miss a field goal here and there. The guy was the best kicker in the league last year. Everyone misses it, but it, yes, it it was that was not a kick he should have missed. But then what happened like what was it, a drive later? Eli had that tip pass, one for the interception that killed us. The two, it was the uh, yeah. There's bright spots there. Really, if you look around, Eli. Besides him, I mean, the offense was pretty good. As you said, offensive line, bunch of goons out there. Kevin Zyler, he looked like he re injured his, sho- his shoulder. He went back out there. He didn't care. Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's Saquon Barkley. When you gave him the rock, he actually. Had a very good game. You know what eighteen carries, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Especially that uh 27 yard touchdown in the first quarter. That was Saquon looked good, but then he kind of died down. But then still, the receivers, as we said, played but the well. The thing Fanny was, fa- is
0: they kept they kept pounding the ball with Saquon, even when he had like two you know two yards. Yeah. They kept pounding it. I thought it was a good bounce. Um. So yeah, sorry. Finish your point. My bad. Yeah.
1: I mean, no, the receivers played well. Cody Core, free for 28, good for Cody Core going out there making a name for himself.
0: Made some big catches, too.
1: Yeah, so th- this offense is good. It's, it's, it's Eli. I'm sorry. It it really is Eli. We need Daniel Jones to go out there and make some plays for us. Will he, could, will he make mistakes? Yes, but I'm sorry. We need Daniel. Please put him in. All right, I said my point on that again.
0: <laughs> All right, 31 points in two games isn't good and a half points per game for all you math people out there let's talk a little bit about play calling i think things get overblown because of you know how frustrating of a game this was but here's the thing because we talked you know we talked a lot after the Dallas game about eli does he throw it deep blah 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 and he really doesn't because you know these teams play soft coverage on these third and longs and we did uh, dude actually never mind never mind shut up bobby um Here's the thing, though, and here's will be my critique of Pat Shermer, because I, and I know there's a lot of Pat Shermer bashing out there. I like Pat Shermer. I think he's the guy for the job. And you know, obviously, if they're lost, we're gonna go nitpick a few things. When it's third and long, and they play that south coverage, they're cu- They're dropping back seven, and they're covering three because we have two guys that come within three yards of the line of scrimmage. I, I At least send four out there and, and, and force guys to make more decisions. I would prefer five because the worst-case scenario is you just take a sack. That's the same thing as a check down, basically. Um, obviously, not when you're you know, in the red zone or anything like that because then you can take yourself out of field goal range. But when you're on your side of the 50, have all those guys go. That gives you a better chance to get that third and long instead of having to check it down. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to blame Eli for not like, converting on third and 10 when there's three guys going against seven. But why not pit five guys against seven? Then you open things up. Um, but even then, like, Eli threw kind of a wobbly ball today. It, it, it reminded me of his second year where he was actually balling and, like, having comeback wins. But, like, it was a wobbly ball. It was weird. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just, like, my – that would be my biggest critique on Shermer and play calling. And people calling for – actually, no, we we decided we're not getting into that. Um, so, yeah, that would be – that's my biggest critique on Pat Shermer is – when it's third and long, run five man routes. There's no there's no need to keep those two guys underneath. At least just leave one guy underneath and, and send four guys.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that waste of time of firing Pat Shermer. That's just a waste of conversation. But yeah, that's my biggest issue with Pat Shermer's play calling. And it really almost feels like he, he forgets sometimes who he has at quarterback every once in a while. He's like, Oh, wait, it's Eli. So, yeah, play calling is my biggest issue with Pat Shermer right now. I believe Pat Shermer will work. I have all the faith in the world of Pat Shermer. It's just we, he needs the pieces right now, and I believe he's just missing the one piece. But, yeah. Off, and, and, and here's – he, Yeah, no, go. We'll finish this
0: on the on offense, and then we'll take a break and go to defense. Yeah. Matt Patricia, you want him? Hell no. Josh McDaniels, he probably would have went away. Jim Schwartz, no. Frank Reich wasn't a, a, a candidate for anybody until the Colts um, you know, had McDaniels turn his back on him. So Frank Reich I actually think is a really good coach. Um, but nonetheless – out of the guys who were available, Patrick Runner was a guy, and that's that's all I want to say on the offense. And then we could take a break to the defense, unless you got some final thoughts on it, Dan.
1: No, I, I got nothing else to say. And also, let's be real: there's no way the Eagles would have let us interview Frank Reich. I feel like.
0: Yeah, that was weird. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll move on to the defense.
1: All right, so a lot of people are
0: starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Or not a little bit, a lot of bit. And there were some quotes afterwards from Janoris Jenkins and Ogletree. Uh, And I think a lot of people are just going to look at those quotes on paper and be like, wow, Jenkins, is he's calling out the team. So, Danny, I want you to play that and then we could go from there and then we'll talk about the defense as a whole
1: all uh, right there's some bright spots but we don't need bright spots we need spots bright all day all day every day uh everybody got to come and play football
0: are they not coming to play football
1: i don't know we got to check that when we go to no monday uh we'll see what's going on and just like i said man just come out and play football if you
0: see that you say if you see it you see guys not playing football what are you telling them to
1: tell them oh uh, you got to tighten up baby Man, it's the NFL, baby. You you got people on the line. You got jobs on the line. You got family you got to feed. Like, we can't keep coming out here going 0-2. Like, no. You can't keep losing like that. Oh, we need we need a culture change. Oh, Dave Gettleman got rid of the wrong player. Actually, shut up. He, he cares.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, people are going to be like, wow, he's calling out the team just like Odell did. That was nothing of the source. That was just a guy frustrated with his team saying we need to be better. Like, that's. I have no problem with that. Uh, in fact, I kind of like that. He's a leader, and he knows the DB group hasn't played well. Completely fine with that. He didn't like, say, like, oh, the, this sucks or this sucks. He just said, we got to play better, and we hit some bright spots, but we need to be bright throughout the whole game. Completely, I'm completely fine with that. Um, in fact, I kind of like it. Um, so let, let's start with Jenkins. I think Jenkins played pretty well. I do. I think he played pretty good. Now you're going to look and say, well, look at that catch, that catch. It was when Allen was breaking, uh, breaking contain and making plays with his feet. Like we said before the game, you can't let him break contain and make plays with his feet. So, and there was some other stuff. But I think, for the most part, Jenkins played well. But let's talk about the system, blah, 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 blah. Man, I don't understand why we keep playing DeAndre Baker and Janoris Jenkins, for, fa- for that matter of the fact. I, I completely butchered that phrase. So far off. They were plays on like third and four, and they'd be lined up two y- like two, three yards behind the first down marker, and then they'd get a slant. It's like, of course they're gonna get the slant. Of course they're gonna get the slant. Like Baker, like that that's not even on Baker, and Baker did play bad. But that like that's not on Baker. You can't do that. And you know what happened when we actually started? Now I get it. Like you can't just blitz and run tight man coverage every play. Like that's silly. That's a, that's an overreaction to the, the soft stuff. But when we did do that, good things happened. Good things happened, and it wasn't because guys were just completely locked down. It's because guy because Allen, who I don't think really had a great game. People are like, "Oh, Allen really proved uh, critics wrong." Like Allen played good, but I don't think he played great. I still think he's wildly inaccurate. And you know, we got saved from points because of his inaccuracy. But it was because that first and second read weren't there, and then he's you know he's moving around, and then we we get some sacks off of that. So. When we're doing that, that's when we're good. Start doing that more. I get that you can't just play bump and run man covers all game, especially with these young corners, because you'll get burned. But, man, we should have done it more in this game and more so in the first half. So the defense definitely did improve. So this, the secondary as a whole, uh, Baker obviously struggled. He got better as it went on. And we said this, if we're going to struggle, let DeAndre Baker go out there and struggle. He's a first-round pick. So people were, like, calling for DeAndre Baker to get bench for Ballantyne. It's like, no. If you want Ballantyne to come play, put him in the slot or something. Or maybe we'd, you know, trade Jenkins and put him in there. Um, and that's not because Jenkins was bad. That's just because, like, you know, moving towards the future kind of thing. But, like, we said this. We talked about it. Yes, it's still it, – now, when it's in action, it's way more frustrating. I get that. But we kind of have to live with that. I, I definitely didn't think DeAndre Baker would struggle like this out of the gate. Um, I had a lot of confidence going into this season with DeAndre Baker and I still do have confidence in him. But Danny, I'd be lying if I felt as confident in DeAndre Baker as I did during training camp.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a rookie, and rookies are bound to struggle, but, I mean, he looked lost out there in the first half. He didn't know where he was, who he was. He, he forgot he was playing football at some point, so that was annoying. But I, I think, one, props to the defense and James Betcher for that second-half turnaround. They got stops, gave the team a chance, but the offense didn't capitalize. So props to them. But with that said, we saw James James Betcher played like James Betcher James Betcher played like James Betcher in that second half. I want more of that, and I I personally believe that if if we are talking about coaches getting fired, it would be James Betcher to be the fall guy. And, I mean, I, I think it might have been you saying it. I, I think it was. It was on that Periscope you did right after the game. His system worked in Arizona. The guys, he had the guys in Arizona. I'm not sure if it's just the guys here. They just, they, they, the system, is just not for them. I don't it's know. It's like he
0: just doesn't trust anybody.
1: I don't yeah. know what it is.
0: And and that not trusting guys is getting us speed anyways. So why not put a little more faith in them? And, yes, we're going to have moments of failure. But, That When you put trust in your guys and you do some stuff that's not just vanilla defense, yeah, you might get burnt, but we're getting burnt anyways. And that's when chaos happens. That's when, guys, you force QBs to make mistakes. That's when plays get made. So I just... I need to see James Vitcher put more more trust into his his scheme, these players. I understand there's a, a youth issue. There's a lot of young guys. I understand we don't have that pass rusher. But, man, just... Dude, like, it's not working playing this vanilla defense. It's not. Especially, like, Josh Allen, we talked about that. He's going to dink and dunk, and then he's going to, like, then he'll take some shots and give us some opportunities, which he did. But uh, I don't know. I just – and I'm not calling for the Betcher firing. I don't want to get all emotional. But if it continues like this all season, then, yeah, my tune's going to completely change. Um, so, Betcher definitely needs to make some changes. I know people – like, I, I think Pat Shermer – and the offense need and his play calling need to make some minor uh, tweaks. But Betcher needs to make some major changes, especially going into a game, not having to adjust all the time.
1: Yeah, Betcher's Boettcher, Boettcher, the big issue. I mean, looking at Marcus Golden. Also, Marcus Golden played well today. He looked like the Marcus Golden of old. Uh, who else? Lorenzo Carter had half a sack. O'Shane Zimenez, half a sack. Olsen Pierre, he had a sack. So. When when he when James Betcher was James Betcher of old, it worked, and it, we need more of that. And this defense is gonna be a problem all year. We know that it's a youth movement right now, but they have the they have the guys right now to veteran good veterans, Janoris Jenkins, uh, Antoine Buffet, Jabril Peppers. Don't uh, say the next one, damn it! I've, I've tried. I'm, no, I'm not saying him because he's not good. But he has the guys that can go out and get it done. And he has he has the young guys as well who could go out and get it done. It's just he just doesn't trust them, as you said. And I don't know why he doesn't. James Petra just needs to go out there and just throw it all on the table. What do we have to lose at this point? We're 0-2. Just s- screw it. Go for it. Be and it especially yourself.
0: next week against a QB like Jameis who will make mistakes. Don't let him just dig and dunk. And then when there's a shot there, let him take it. Force him to make mistakes. Be aggressive against a guy like, like Jameis because he's going to make mistakes. And
1: I, I don't know. If if we make Jameis look like a guy, like, like we James. make Dak Prescott look like a million, like a, the, the top should be the top paid quarterback in the NFL, we make Josh Allen look decent. If we make Jameis Winston look decent, then our defense sucks more than I can imagine. Then I don't want James Betcher gone because, man, Jameis Winston sucks. Let's be real here. And I, I, he, if J- James betcher can't stop him, I don't know who he can stop. Yeah, so
0: let's talk about some individual players. Uh, we talked about the corners, Grant Haley. People won't say his name, but he got beat bad on that deep post by John Brown. Uh, Josh Allen just overthrew him by 10 yards. Um, the safeties. Antoine Bethea, honestly, until I could see the, the coach's film, uh, I can't really give an opinion on him. Uh, Jabril Peppers I thought Jabril Peppers when he put him down on man coverage he was actually pretty good now he allowed some catches but they were like tight coverage and some some nice throws by Allen uh, so I I thought Peppers was good in man coverage now I'm, I don't want to say the run game as a whole but there was a couple times where he just got manhandled and blocked like and like badly and by like Dawson Knox who played wide receiver at Ole Miss basically um so that has to get better. Like he, he needs to be more of a playmaker. So I don't want to sit here and say Peppers played bad, but he also didn't play good, uh, like great. He needs to come out and be a playmaker. I can live with him being, not being the best like, man coverage guy on a tight end, but I can't live with him not going out there flying around making plays. So Peppers, I'm, I'm not mad at, but I'm not happy with either. Um, but Thea, I, I can't say. Uh, do you got anything on the two safeties?
1: I mean, no, I mean, and Juan Buffet, uh, I, yeah, I didn't see much of him, so is that a good thing, or that a bad thing? I don't know, Jabril Peppers, eh, I mean, once again, it, it's hard to tell when you're at the game sometimes, so I want to wait to see the tape till I get a good formal opinion on him, but Jabril Peppers, he looked better than last week, so that that's a upside in that.
0: Let's talk about middle linebacker. Ryan Conley. Gets the start over Tay Davis, which I'm fine with. I think Ryan Connolly could be a playmaker. But how is Tay Davis? How do we not? Well, we should have paired Ryan Connolly with Tay Davis on a few plays, and let's see how that works. I'm over Alec Ogletree, and I got on him on last Wednesday's show. I'm over him. He's getting paid $10 million to not do anything. He's not good in the run game. He doesn't do anything in the pass. He's always like a second late on those over the middle plays. He like, I understand that you have to like to bite up on play action, but he just like bites up and sits there forever. It's like, if, if you don't see like them, like these guards, like barreling down at you, do something. I, I don't know. I'm just over Ogletree. If we can get a seventh rounder for it, I'd take it. I'd rather run Tay Davis and Ryan Connolly out there. I'm completely over Ogletree. He's massively overpaid. And if you're looking for a move, like, and I'm, I'm a Dave Gettleson, Gettleman supporter, I believe in Gettleman. But <laughs> Ogletree was the worst transaction by far. It was. Um, I'm I'm over Ogletree. And Conley. Connolly went out there and made a couple plays. He pl- plays aggressive. We talked about that. And he's a rookie. That being said, he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, in fact, Ogletree got blamed on, on that sweep touchdown by Josh Allen. I saw a lot of people blaming Ogletree. That wasn't on Ogletree. Conley took on the wrong guy. Um, he should have played it outside. And... Because he took that guy on, it allowed Allen just to go outside. Whereas if, if Conley would have played it further outside, then Allen has to either run into him or cut it back, and then Ogletree's there uh, in that hole. So that's not on Ogletree. So Conley made mistakes. He went out and played aggressive. But like we said, we even saw in the preseason a little bit, he'd be aggressive, but he'd, he'd overplay a play, and he'd it, put himself in a bad uh, spot. So I'm also not going to kill Conley because he's a rookie. He's a fourth-round rookie. I, I like I do like Connolly. I like his aggressiveness, and you know, I'm a big believer of if you're gonna mess up, mess up at 100 miles per hour, and that's what Connolly does. So I'm not mad at Connolly, although he did make a, a decent amount of mental mistakes. But it's Ogletree, man. You're getting paid 10 million. I'm not. I'm tired of talking about how he's a leader on the defense. Uh, I, I could care less. Um, and I think he had some comments too, Danny. I, I know you might know better on that, but I, I'm over Ogletree. I'm fine with Connolly. And how does Tay Davis get zero reps? Tay Davis played well last week, by the way. He had some mistakes, but Tay Davis played well last week. So for him to get zero snaps, I believe, that doesn't make sense to me. Put out Connolly and Tay Davis there together. Let them go out and make plays. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm just done with Ogletree at this point.
1: You mentioned the quotes, and I have the quotes pulled up here. So I'll read them because, I mean, he was mad as well. He said, I'm pissed. I hate losing. The way we played in the first half wasn't us, and it was terrible. I understand being pissed, and I'm pissed as well. Never discouraged. He added, everybody has to hold their own weight. We can't do each other's jobs. I have to do. The young guys have a job they need to do as well. We expect them to carry their own weight, but it's also up to us to make sure everyone is doing their job. Yes, Ogletree, everyone needs to do their job, and you're on that list. You're not doing your job either, my guy. (laughs) You're not good. I, 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 you seem like a great guy. I, I don't know why I'm talking to him like he's listening to this. But if you are Ogletree, you, you, you just you need to step it up. I, you, it's just hard to watch you. I mean, maybe that number change was the worst thing ever because you seem even worse than last year. I mean, I just don't know what it is. Uh, I'm of you right now. Ogletree's looking like one of the worst picks, and right now, I mean. I think I'd rather have B.J. Goodson out there. I mean, I'm not sure what he's doing with the Packers. B.J. Goodson may be injured for all I know over there. But I believe B.J. Goodson would—B.J. Goodson played to fall hard. And while I'm not questioning Ogletree's heart and his his determination out there, it's just not turning into big plays for us on the field. Ogletree was—he's worse this year than he was last year. Ogletree at least made some plays for us. He had some interceptions. Yes, it's only the second week of the season— but still, I'm not getting that vibe from Ogletree and Ryan. Seeing Ryan Connolly mess up, I love seeing Ryan Connolly mess up. You know, because he's a rookie. Rookies mess up, and that's what they're supposed to do. And Tay Davis playing zero snaps, I, I don't agree with that. But I was happy to see Ryan Connolly out there, just because I believe he's very good. Yeah, and Ogletree's also on borrowed time as well, because as you said, Tay Davis right there. That that could be the duo of the foreseeable future right now I we I hate talking about next year but defense is I think we're gonna see a 2016 style type of spending in free agency next year for defense maybe not a free big guy because we had a ton of cap space last year in 2016 but we need to bring in some goons on the you know on the pass rush or the linebacker we need someone and Ogletree right now he you're not that guy he's not that guy we need someone better and he's not gonna get it done for us
0: yeah trade Ogletree for a seventh round pick um on the D-line, like you said, Marcus Golden made some plays. Here's where we got killed, and I think I think we already mentioned this, was the contain. B.J. Hill. I don't know why B.J. Hill, like, on that play where he froze up, it's like, dude, just play him outside. The worst thing he has to he has to run up the middle. Instead, we get beat for 30, 20 to 30 yards. And then Grant Haley on a blitz had him. Freaking, like, hits the break. It's like they were so scared to get juked by Josh Allen. That they did that they let Josh Allen do what he wants to do is to roll outside of the pocket and throw. So like those are two huge plays. Like and we talked about, make sure you contain Josh Allen, and they just didn't do that. Um, their run game was all right. Devin Singletary, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I think they I think they should run him more. He only he only had six carries for 57 yards, but he had 57 yards and a touchdown. If the Bills don't start him over over Gore at this point, I don't know what they're doing. Gore is averaging like three yards per carry on like 40 while Singletary has, let's see, Singletary for the season has 10 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Um, gosh, that is really freaking good. They, sh- they should play him more. Um, John Brown had a good game. Cole Beasley, I don't even want to like give Cole Beasley credit. It was just he found like he was just wide open at times, like that complete breakdown on the sideline. Uh, I don't I don't know who that was on. Um, my, I'm guessing it was on Deandre Baker, but I don't know. Uh, so golden made some plays. I was happy with golden. The D line, I, I need to see the tape on that. But what I will say is I didn't see Dexter Lawrence really pushing the pocket back at all. Um, BJ Hill, he, he looked to be a little more active in the run game. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't really make a judgment on them at the moment.
1: I mean, the pass rush, it was better than last week. And, I mean, that's quite crazy to say because I feel like they 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 had a rush at least this time. But still, not enough for me to feel confident in them. BJ Hill, I need to see more of you. Uh, Marcus Golden, thank you for sh- showing that you, you could still play like the, your old self. That made me feel good. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, uh, I, I'm going to ask you this question because I don't know what it. How bad was that Dexter Lawrence call that allowed uh, Buffalo to score that touchdown, which basically sealed the deal? Was it like, why would you call that? Or was it like, Dexter, how stupid are you for doing that?
0: At first, I was like, okay, he broke the rules. And then the rules analyst came on and said, no, that re- like that's not the point of the rule. Because the ref said it like he came and just like slammed the center. But basically, he just moved over the center and like put his like he put his hands on him. But he didn't like he didn't like bull rush him or anything. And then he put his hands up. So the their rule expert or whatever said that that is not the point of the penalty. So I guess it wasn't that bad. But honestly, at that moment, was and maybe this is stupid. I was like, okay, like because we kind of needed a turnover. Like three points was almost just as bad as seven. Um, so I was like, all right. So you know, this could be a blessing in disguise because you know we really need to turnover. Obviously, they ended up scoring, so it wasn't good. But yeah, uh, the, the rules guy said that it, it wasn't, that's not the point of the rules. So I guess, I guess it really was a bad call.
1: All right. Cause I didn't see it. And uh, I didn't want to judge Dexter Lawrence that much. But also, Dexter Lawrence, where are you? I, uh, I had to watch the tape again, but it feels like Dexter Lawrence is just, they're planning for him well or De- not getting off the line well uh Dow thomason what are you doing i haven't heard your name olsen pierre got a sack good for olsen so the pass rush is just gotta develop as jenkins says uh th- they usually did a good job holding receivers down for like the first four or five seconds but then once like eight ten seconds happen someone's bound to get open and also i said that on the pregame show cole beasley's the death of us and cole beasley i i i hate cole beasley uh, I hate when the moment I saw he went to Buffalo, and I remembered we were playing Buffalo. I I, I like actually shed a tear. Four catches, eighty-three yards. His longest was fifty-one. He caught all four targets. I hate you, Cole Beasley. Just know that. Ah, uh, yeah, the pass rush needs to develop to give our secondary the ability to at least hold down some guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just a lot of bad. The first, but once again, I said in the beginning, credit to James Betcher and these guys were actually getting stops. In that second half, when I literally had no faith in them, I was literally just sitting down, sometimes just looking at my phone every once in a while, and I see they get a stop. I'm like, oh, look at that. We actually could do it. So props to them, but we need more stops, not just a second-half turnaround. We need all four quarters of stops.
0: Yeah. It was a rough game. It was a rough game. We'll see what happens with this QB situation. Uh, Pat Shermer, he didn't like do like, nope, Eli is the starter. He didn't, answer, he didn't really answer that question. So maybe we do see Daniel Jones week three. I, I, I honestly don't know what to expect. But I, I think it's time. I just think it's time. Uh, these episodes aren't as fun as our summer episodes.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, these, these suck. I mean, quality's good, but it's just like the mood is so down because you just hate losing it. And I don't want to do this for another 14 weeks because it's just going to get brutal.
0: I just can't wait until we get our first win. I'm just going to celebrate like crazy. Just we're gonna because we can, just so we can do an episode where we can be happy.
1: Um, it's it's going to be so dumb. Cause we'll be like so excited. Everyone's like, you won one game, but it's like, it's one game where we could be happy about something.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I know it's probably not the easiest listen when, when the team is like this, but I appreciate it. The support's been great. Um, We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll do a film cleanup. Think of your mailbag questions. We'll do mailbag questions. And then it's on the Tampa. The Giants are coming down to see me in Florida. So until Wednesday, folks, let's go Big Blue.